if I ever get married. I think this sentence started appearing in my timeline around my early 20s. In my mind, my marrying prime had long passed, which was obviously 18 to 20. So it made it seem like I was okay with not getting married to those around me. But part of me thinks 23, how in the world was that past my prime, be it physically and in the marriage department? But then I remember, oh yeah, it was the norm. In the close Christian circle I was part, to be married and potentially have a kid by that age. And I want to dive into that a bit more before I unload my safety shield, that is, if I ever get married. I don't remember ever being told I had to get married, nor was I ever given a timeline. And when looking back, I am so grateful for that. However, we are also creatures of learned behaviors. Our society, our world around us shapes us. We observe, and I was, and I am, no exception. I watched my friends find boyfriends at Bible college and get married shortly after that. I watched my friends date more than I had, or even to this day, they date more than I do. But we talk about boys like any day now, that boy of my dream will make the all-important move. He's going to ask me out. And we would all say, absolutely. Because girls, we got each other's backs. The expectation, though, was there. It was there that you would get married, even though it had never been spoken. My world was about marriage. And the guy making the first move at that. You didn't just date around, and I am so ashamed to say I did judge those that did. But I want to use this as kind of a challenge. I want to use this idea of people are shaped by what they see. I want to use this as a challenge to those that have young Christian women in their lives. What is being spoken, unspoken in their world? How are we setting these young girls... And I honestly think it could be from 12 and up. How are we setting these young girls up to be independent, Jesus-following women? What examples are we setting for them? What words of affirmation are we speaking into them? How are we challenging them and letting them fail, but learning to pick themselves up without a boy or a man? And no, I'm not saying fathers don't help your daughters. (laughs) But most importantly, how are we being there when their fragile hearts are hurt by a boy never making a move? My heart has been hurt by boys never making moves. And it was kind of brushed over as, don't worry, another boy will make that move. How are we being there? When their fragile hearts are hurt by a breakup they didn't think would happen. By a failed engagement. By a broken marriage. Words and actions have an insane power. And and notice I'm saying we because often I forget that that is how I can present a message to these women 
without giving a lecture, without standing in front and speaking. But I do think there's a flip side because there are two sides to every coin. And on the flip side, let's encourage women in their feelings. Don't just shut them down with, no, you're your own person, so screw them. You don't need a man. That's not what I'm saying or getting at. None of us would be here had a man and woman not loved each other. Or at least a man and woman had not done the deed. Genesis even says, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. As women and men, we are made to help each other. So I do think we can encourage young women, you can help a man and not date them. (laughs) I want to get that message out there. We are meant to help each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. But if a young lady has feelings for a guy, that is so exciting. It is such an exciting time for crushes. Crushes are so fun. And it's not our job to squash them. Unless the guy sucks. And if he sucks, stomp that out fast. Absolutely. But honestly, from my view, there is nothing more delightful than hearing a young woman say, well, if I get married, yeah, that's cool. But this is what I'm doing now. So my shield, if I ever get married. Like I said, I started saying that when I was young. In hopes one day to truly believe the if. If in itself is a word that kind of leads to the idea that there's a condition that has to be met. I once got corrected on saying if I ever get married and and that made me feel valued. It made me feel hopeful. It was it was a guy friend who I was talking about marriage with and I had mentioned if I get married I'd love a dance. Which by the way is no longer true. I just want to get married, have that fun reception, party it up and then get out of there and go on the honeymoon. <laughs> but he looked at me and said There is no way it's if you get married. You will get married. And I know that came from a good place of him. Inside him. Because he really did truly care for me. But correcting my if did raise my hopes. It made me think, well, if he thinks I'm marriage material, then yeah, it's going to happen. You know, there are certain phrases that have the word if in it that I 100% believe. John 8.36 says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be freed indeed. I 100% don't need that if. We can almost reverse it. I am free indeed because the Son set me free. My freedom only comes through Christ and that is where my life is. I am that certain about my faith in God But the earthly dealings, like relationships, well, I need that little asterisk. I need that if. If marriage comes my way, this will happen. It strangely comforts me. So I have been using it for roughly 10 years now. 
and recently my mother corrected me as well. She was using when you get married. And she's used it quite often. And I always want to respond with, I think you should use if. I want you to shield yourself from this longing you have because it may not happen. It's been a comfort for me and I hope it's a comfort for you. I do think most parents desire their children to get married. Be it for companionship or for grandbabies. <laughs> it's usually just a natural desire. But the older I get, the more I see this statement, if I get married as a fact. Because I... I think... I use it selfishly. I think that should be an honest remark. Because I use it as an audible reminder. I hear it. That marriage may not be in the cards. And I've semi-accepted it. As fact. And I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's shielding me from completely buying into that desire. And like I said, there's two sides to every coin. So it's shielding me in that respect. But it's also maybe blocking me from giving in to that desire. From putting in too much effort. Because I do think a relationship requires effort. So yes, maybe there are detriments, but for the most part, the older I get, the more I see it becoming true, and the easier it is for me to accept that by saying if. I want those around me to hear that if, and I want it, them to hear it loudly. But yes, I believe God has the power to miraculously bring a man into my life tomorrow and we get married. Heck, I hope for that. I really do. Can you imagine how easy that would be? But those two letters are crucial to put in there because putting that condition on my life means there is a large space of what to do in waiting for that to happen. Putting that potential, that if, into my future it's in the future, so I've got a lot of space to figure out what to do now. What am I doing with that if space? How am I honoring Christ in my life with the time until that condition is met? Romans 8.25 says, But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently. And honestly, you can keep reading chapter 8 and see how the Holy Spirit is our help through prayer and that type of thing. And I think it can easily be applied to my if cause. I hope for a husband. I hope for a man to lie beside me each night and to live life with. I hope for a marriage that is built on Christ and a beautiful friendship. Those are my hopes. There is no reason to hide them or to be ashamed of them because I'm still single. But as that verse says, I need to wait for God's work to be completed. 
And I want a relationship to be God's work. But I need to wait patiently. And the NLT says confidently. I am such a flawed human. So those things, patience and confidence, they do not come naturally. But that's the condition. If I hope for it, which I do, I will be patient. Another way to look at it, patience is the demonstration of my hope. If I get married, I will be able to say, God used me in my single years and shaped me into a woman who could share him with those around me. I want to be able to say, if I get married, here are all the awesome things I did during my single time. If I have children, I want to say this is what I did before. The if I get, if I have. I want to be able to say I trusted God while I was waiting while it had not come to pass. So no question, this episode, but a statement. When talking about marriage, or men and women in general, in terms of romance, I will always use if. If I get married, if I have children. And partly out of selfish desires to give the impression, yeah, I'm okay that it doesn't happen. Don't pity me. But it's also for my own mindset that those two letters, that small word, it means it may not happen. I will use if for those around me So they can start to understand that from my view, it may not be in the cards. And they need to be okay with it as well. If demonstrates that when we're old and in our 80s, if I never get married, I want them to say, you have done well, you good and faithful servant. You have lived a life that has demonstrated Christ. And you've had a good time doing it. That's what I want. But saying if doesn't mean I am broken. It doesn't mean that I will live a life of cowardice. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to try to find a man. It doesn't mean that I don't have those desires. does mean at times I'm going to hurt. But it will pass because the word if puts an asterisk on it. It puts the condition that it's not a guarantee in this life. But that's okay. Because I will do things in the waiting. I will be patient in my waiting and I will do the life I have. So yes, if is a shield, but it's also a demonstration of my hopes. 
I really hope these episodes are an encouragement to you, be it in your single life or people who maybe have singles in their lives. I really want to open up the conversation on single life with all people. So if you have someone that may need to hear some of these things or are struggling or maybe you yourself are in a low, I hope these episodes speak to life in the Christian circle as a singles, as a single person, because you are loved and you are valued and you have something to contribute. But remember, it's okay to say if. Thank you.